someone do something about it. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. Welcome back to KWTO. We've got a great show today. John Christ, comedian John B. Christ, he's coming to Springfield next month. He's going to be at the Juanita K. Hammond Center on September 17th. He's joining us at 5.05 today. I'm excited for this interview. I don't know if I'm excited as Garrett is, though. Garrett, Garrett has uh, made comments on Facebook about peeing his pants excited for this interview. This is amazing. I mean, I grew up on Christian comedy, but Tim Hawkins and guys like that, they were a little bit goofier and musical for my taste. John Christ smacks my demographic in the face hard, so I'm, I'm excited to, to get to actually speak with him. I might just cry like a little girl and leave the interview. We'll see. Stay tuned for that. It'll be fantastic. Um, question of the day today. What was your least favorite punishment your parents ever meted out to you? We'll deal to that at 440. John, of course, will weigh in on that at 505. He's a homeschooler. He was homeschooled, one of eight kids. So I'm sure we'll have some fun homeschool stuff to talk about. I'm going to go ahead and preview it now because I think we should do this at the beginning of the show. We've got our Mount Rushmore snake draft today, which means we're going to be picking our top four things. We're going to pick our top four sequels, so get your thinking hats on. At 540, we're going to do our top four sequels, our favorite sequels of all time. I I think I'm going to demand the first pick. I got you beat already. I'm excited. Hey, you know what? I'm a a benevolent host of the show. I'll give you the first pick. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Okay. I want to talk about this because I think it's really interesting. You know how for 40 years, maybe for 100 years, I don't know, the arts have been the area where the liberals live. I mean, painting, music, TV, movie, you name it. Hollywood is left wing. People that are in, in showbiz are left wing. There's something progressive about the liberal community. And it's interesting because I think conservatives, by and large, I don't, it's not that we don't love the arts. It's that we don't see there's not as much inherent value in the arts. And we certainly don't love the government in arts. And so by because of that, Republicans are often tagged as you know Neanderthals and none of the cool kids like to hang out with Republicans. And every year at the Republican National Convention, it's, you know, maybe you got Kid Rock and, and a couple country singers, John Rich. But by and large, the the cool Hollywood music crowd all hangs out at the Democratic convention. And and we I don't care, but that's the the stigma. Well, I think I think that might be changing. Now, why is it changing? I've got some ideas, but first let's talk about if it's changing. And and I'm not saying I'm not saying that movies like Sound of Freedom are changing the Hollywood culture because they're not. But I think we've seen a parade of movies, Sound of Freedom, the most recent example, but The Passion of the Christ, probably the most obvious example, that films geared towards a Christian conservative audience crush it at the box office, outkick their coverage by a financial mile. 
Now I think we're starting to invade the music space. And I, I, I mean, even a couple years ago, I would have said that's impossible. But have you heard this new Oliver Anthony song? I've been tweeting about it a lot. It's fascinating. Let's play. Let's play just a few bars of the song. This is a guy in Virginia. It's literally him, a guitar, a microphone, and a bunch of trees behind him. This is a, a week ago. This guy was a nobody. And then this song hit the internet. Like you wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is. Living in the new world. With an old soul. These rich men know for rich men. Lord knows it all. Just want to have total control. Want to know what you think. Want to know what you do. And they don't think you know. But I know that you do. That's, that is that is good stuff. Rich men, rich men north of Richmond, D.C. I mean, this is the populous song. From the middle of the Appalachia area, just belting it out. He talks about in the chorus, and we don't play because there might be a, a a curse word or two, a couple words we don't like, right? But he talks about I. You work all day for for BS pay. You come home and drink your sorrows away. He basically talks about how nihilistic most of America's become. There's nothing in life that we're striving for. We're essentially, we go jump on the hamster wheel, we make somebody else some money, and then we go try to, you know, we basically take substances to forget what we're doing. That song, which like I said, this guy's a nobody. Nobody knew this guy last week. Not only is that the number one song on iTunes right now, it's the number one downloaded song in America. Oliver Anthony, who's been making music for, I don't know, a couple of years and nobody's ever heard of him, has the top three songs on iTunes. One, two, and three. It's This guy's coming. If you've seen him, red, big red beard. It looks like a, like, you know, maybe like a 30-year-old logger. Um, he looks like a guy who enjoys playing rec league softball way too much. Yeah, like, yeah. he's just a dude. Just the, the, the most normal bro you've ever seen in your life but go, go it doesn't matter spotify apple music J- twitter youtube this guy has got a song and it, it it's called rich man north of richmond and it is just hitting the heartstrings of america like i said his his he's got the top three songs on on itunes he doesn't i don't think he's got an agent he doesn't have a record label just him Sitting there playing his guitar. No, he he doesn't have anything because in the original tweet uh, with the video, which now has almost 23 million views. Amazing. Again, that's just on X or Twitter. That's just on the original video. So that's not counting shares, reposts, retweets, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and a billion other social media platforms. On that uh, original tweet, he says... I'm still in a state of shock at the outpouring of love I've seen in the comments, messages, and emails. I'm working to respond to everyone as quickly as possible. I, he, him, John, uh, not John, John Oliver is what popped into my head. 
Oliver Anthony is working to respond to all of these people who are reaching out to him individually after his video blew up literally out of nowhere. Have you seen his music studio that he used to record in? No, I haven't. Is his, it his garage? His, it's, he calls it Ain't Got a Dollar Studios. It is um, a small room with uh, that comes complete with towels and blankets all over the room for soundproofing and a full washer dryer. He would record, he would set a microphone on top of his washer or dryer, I can't remember which one, and he would just set his laptop on the other side and he would record his songs into that. I mean, just it, just an incredible, an incredible story. I cannot wait to find out why this guy or how this guy is secretly in QAnon. <laughs> so that that's the next part of all this. You've already got Rolling Stone magazine. Ugh. Jumping all over this guy and 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 ripping on him and basically saying things like, "Well, you know, he." Th- according, this is Rolling Stone magazine headline: Richmond of Richmond, north of Richmond, is a passionate screed against the state of the country, and right wing in- influencers are into it. They're already starting that. Oh, this is nothing more than a bunch of conservative Republicans who hate the president. And hate that. And part of it is, if you listen to the whole song, he's got, he says, he talks about why the government should stop paying welfare for obese people. Why are we buying fat people their fudge rounds? He talks about the only, why do politicians not care about children except children on a specific island? He's making an Epstein reference in there. I mean, the guy's hitting some of the highest high notes in these conversations and he's doing it from, Sort of a twang twang, not really hillbilly music, but just very Appalachia type of music. And here's where it gets interesting. If you know the backstory, basically, you know, he, he writes about what he knows and he talks about he had a religious experience about a month or two ago. And so he started like, you know, he's, he's starting to read his Bible and a lot of these things are just in his mind. And so he had a concert yesterday. And I guess, I don't know if he plays every Saturday or Sunday or something like that. But of course, this is like the first time he's had people show up. There's like hundreds of people storming into this tiny little place. And so the first thing he does is he reads from the book of Psalms. And the best part about it is when he does it, he reads the verses about evil men are conspiring to hurt you, but God knows that and he's protecting you. Like the guy, this guy, I don't, I don't know his backstory, but he's lived through some stuff. And it's just coming out through his music. And it blows me away because, you know, every talent coach in Nashville and Hollywood is frustrated because this guy who's tapped into conservative populist America is hammering it. How fast until if I'm a Republican candidate for president, I'm getting this guy to open for me at my at my stops in Iowa, New Hampshire. Yeah, that that's step one for every Republican candidate. I don't know which one, uh, which Republican candidate gets him first. It's it's going to be interesting to see. But he, he's going to end up playing for, if not all of them, most of them. The only one who I couldn't see. He'll be see, at the RNC next summer. You know it. Oh, easily. I couldn't see. Vivek has already kind of dipped his toes into a different musical genre. So I don't know <laughs> if he would get him. But uh, this is just I mean, this an is, incredible, here's the thing. incredible thing. Y'all know where I stand on Donald Trump. But Oliver Anthony has tapped into the same thing that Donald Trump tapped into when he first ran. 
Now, Trump did it differently. He was like, I was the rich man north of Richmond. I was the guy that gamed the system, so I'm the only guy that can burn down the system. But there was a lot of people like like this guy, like the union belt workers, the rust belt. They were like, listen, we've watched our jobs shipped away. We don't make as much money as we used to. All these, you know, these rich people figured out how to get rich using sweatshops in other countries. And now we don't, we can't figure out how to make a living like Tyson Foods leaving Knoll and Dexter, Missouri. And now those people are like, what are we going to do? Oliver Anthony tapped into that. Now you made a reference <laughs> to Vivek. Vivek Ramaswamy at the Iowa State Fair, he tried a different musical genre and he took a chance, which Vivek loves to do. He has no problem taking chances. He decided to do a little rap verse of Eminem. Let's play that. Now, I don't know if this may be a little young for uh, for the listeners of the show. Eight, th- that's a song from Eight Mile. It's by Eminem. A lot of very divisive opinion on this. First off, Vivek knows every word. He said it's his favorite song to do entrance to when he speaks. And so they're at the Iowa State Fair. He's like, how about I just do it myself? I love it. But I'm a 40, 40 year old, you know, dude. If you're 70, do you see them like, that's not very presidential because there's a, there's a big divide. Some people, I tweeted this video. I was like, okay, let's see Biden and Trump drop some bars now because they're in their eighties. They probably don't know who Eminem is. This to me, and Vivek is trying to do this. He's trying to reach into new voters, new pockets of voters. Garrett, do we like it? Do we not like it? I mean, I love it. You saw it. I, I replied to your tweet of this with a, a gif of somebody running through crowds, pushing people over saying, this is me voting for literally anybody under the age of 50 at this point, just rushing to get there. I don't need my president to have all of his, his T's crossed and I's dotted and him always speak with his chest puffed out and everything like that. I want a president who speaks to people who are under 45 to 50 years old. So here, do you remember, probably don't, when Hillary Clinton ran for president 2016? I was alive. Okay. I was, <laughs> she went on Alan DeGeneres show and the rapper Twitch was there. This was when the whip and nene was huge. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And she tried to do the dance, but it's like, it's totally cringy and awkward. And you know, she has no idea what she's doing. And her handlers are like, Hey, this is the hottest dance craze in America. You got to do it on TV. But she's like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, she tried to whip and the rest of the nation yeah. said, mm, nay, nay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Vivek knows the song. He knows the rhythm. He knows all the words. Like, it's part of him. So to me, I find politicians cringy when they do stuff. They're like, that feels awkward. You're just doing this because some consultant told you to do it. And I'm a little, you know, Parson just got a tattoo. And I'm like, ah, did he do it just because he was... We're consulting. I don't know. When Hillary did it, it was cringy. I think when Vivek does it, it's awesome. The guy's young. He's youthful. He's got energy. It's not like you can tell from this. He didn't have a consultant say, you got to go whip out some rap music to the Iowa State Fair. This is his idea. You know what it reminds me of? And this was probably a better version, but 
in in the early nineties, Bill Clinton went on the Arsenio Hall show, it was the biggest show in America, and he played the saxophone with sunglasses on on the show, and he killed it. And all the people in middle America were like, oh, look at how cool Bill Clinton is. Republicans haven't been cool in so long. We just haven't. We're, we're not We're not the cool kids party. Now, in Missouri, I would argue uh, we are. Josh Hawley was the youngest senator. He got elected. Eric Schmidt, youngest senator. He got elected. Schmidt's, you know, hitting bombs at the congressional baseball game. Uh, Scott Fitzpatrick, youngest statewide in the country. Look, we've got some cool cats from Missouri that are just by themselves cool. They're not, as you discussed this the other day, we did the ball draft. You're like, well, there's cool bald guys, and then there's people that are cool that also happen to be bald. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm surprised you remembered that because that might have been the weirdest statement I've ever made. It was, on this it show. was a weird statement, but I do remember <laughs> it. And I'm trying. That to me is when you're an old politician or you're a Republican. A lot of times they try to be cool, and you're just like, okay. But some people just are by their nature. They're just cool people, and I feel like the Republicans are entering that phase where college is like, you know what? Joe Biden's lame, but that Vivek guy who's rapping and like clearly knows the song, he's pretty cool. And it gives us an opportunity to open doors. Do we want to be the cool party? I don't know. But do we want to reach the voters that care about that? You know, this is the conversation about TikTok. There's a lot of voters there that we don't get. Now, I hate the app, but like we got to get those voters. So how do we do it? And I think tapping into people like Oliver Anthony and that bluesy, folksy, populist spirit or watching Vivek sing a song from our generation at the Iowa State Fair is an amazing opportunity to reach voters that we don't currently have. And the 80-year-old candidates are not going to get them. But this stuff, all it does is it's, it's conversation starters. I think it's amazing, and I love it. And I love Oliver Anthony. I, I, I would love to hear about his what, where he got to when he wrote Rich Man North of Richmond because it's an amazing song, and it taps into the anti-drain-the-swamp greed that we all seem to be embracing right now. I, I can't believe we had Vivek on the show. I, I Could you imagine if he started rapping there? I'm just disappointed we didn't <laughs> ask him to, 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 to... I didn't even know he was an M fan at the time. That would have been amazing. No, we we have to start asking guests wildly outlandish questions and just see if the 1% the, hits. The one we should have asked was, what's your secret talent? Because maybe he says, well, I, I, I like to rap. And I've been like, break it down for me right now. Oh, man. What a what a moment for the Elijah Hart <laughs> show that would have been. All right. We're out of time. We're going to come back. we got more to come. Don't forget, 505 John Christ, comedian coming next month to Springfield. is going to sell out Juanita K. You don't want to miss it. He'll be with us at 505. Another hand hangs slowly, child is slow.